Welcome, welcome. You're now tuning in to Top 5 Podcast, the weekly millennial podcast where we unpack what's relevant in the culture. Everything from music, sports, politics, and anything in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the vibes. Another one. Top five, top five, top five. So welcome back, everybody, to Top Five Podcast. Of course, I'm the one and only. Um, I don't know if you listen to some of the recent podcasts, they may start calling me the jinx. I don't know if I agree with that or not. It's just me, Mike. <laughs> it's not as funny when you say it to yourself. It wasn't meant nah, to be that's, funny. That's a reach, guys. That's a reach. But you got it. Right, hey, look, y'all heard him. Y'all heard him say it. I didn't come up with it. But uh, either way, regardless, what's going on, everybody? Of course, Mike. Uh, here to welcome y'all to Top 5 Podcast. Of course, we got the First Lady, Jovi E. That's me. We got Keith, the statistician. Of course, we got the man with the plan, Duke. What's happening? And of course, we got New York's finest, TB. What's good, y'all? Yeah, what yeah. Up, up? Now, of course, we want to start out the show. Um, anybody who you know has been anywhere knows that it's been a heavy week. Uh, we lost one of the great legends, uh, not only in hip-hop, but in the culture. And um, definitely want to give our respects to the family of DMX uh, forever in our hearts. You know, we definitely want to want to take the time to, to show our respects to DMX right there. And, uh, you know, definitely want to rest in, rest in peace. Um, you know, that being said, obviously, this is a this is a show that is, is heavy on all of us because I think we all have, have had some type of, uh, you know, influence of DMX in our life in one way or another. TB, you being from New York. You know, I can only imagine, you know, how much of the influence he had with you coming up and everything like that, man. Just talk about how, you know, how you grew up and what you knew about DMX. You know, just pretty much his legacy that he's going to leave behind. Man, growing up, like, the Rough Riders was really, they was deep. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, DMX was really that print for, like, all the rappers that really wanted to be, like, tough and, like, gangster. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, looking back, listening to, like, a lot of DMX music, he was really going through a lot. Like, if you pay attention to the music, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it sounds hard and everything, but then when you actually take it in, it's like, damn, this man was, like, really going through life. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, he's at peace now, and that's really all that matters. Uh, it's just a good thing that, you know, people are people that haven't really got a chance to listen to him, they can now experience his music and hopefully be influenced by his greatness and what he did. But he definitely had a great impact on the culture, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, he was really doing his thing. Definitely top five from around that time for sure. Facts. I love that he was able to like get at least some of his flowers in person um, with that verses that he did with Snoop. Like I remember like watching the verses and like seeing the love that both Snoop and him were getting on the verses on Twitter, on Instagram and all that. And like him like looking like he was in like really good spirits in that time. Of course, like you never know the ins and outs of someone's, um, like the demons that people are battling and whatnot. You know, he was struggling 
you know, with that his entire life. I think it was like, what, 13 when he smoked that lace blunt that like pretty much changed the trajectory of his life. So you never know what people are going through. But it, it seems like the not only that versus, but the interviews he did um, kind of around that same time, he always looked like he was in really good spirits, which I really appreciated and liked seeing at that time. Most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, X was a legend, man. So RIP, yes. hopefully, um, you know, his, his children, his family, we're all praying for him. I hope, you know, uh, they're going through an okay time. But, you know, uh, just, you know, keep lifting each other. You don't know what anybody's going through, you know. So, um, you know, let, let's let's definitely um, stay aware of what we got going on in the community. Absolutely, absolutely. So, well, yeah, and keeping with the subject, man, um, I mentioned hip-hop. Definitely lost a great one this week. Uh, TB, man, we actually got some guests from your neck of the woods here today. So I'm going to throw it over to you so you can introduce our special guest on the show today. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. As y'all know, from New York City, the Bronx to be specific, the West Side. And uh, we got a special guest from no, no other else but from the Bronx, the birthplace of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? We got the manual here and we got my man Scheme. What's going on, y'all? How y'all, how y'all doing? How y'all feeling? Yo, what's good? What's good? Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. No doubt. Thank you for being here. You know what I'm saying? So first, we just want to uh, get into like, so how did you get into music? Uh, I got into music just uh, through, for one, playing instruments. Uh, when I was younger, I played saxophone, I played guitar, and just being in church as well. But I really got into rap because I was kind of uh, dabbling in poetry in, in high school. And I was pretty decent at it, but I didn't really like the whole haikus and all that other shit. So I was just, uh, I just thought like, hey, let me try rapping. And I did it like with my friends, even way back in middle school, I used to just make low rap songs and shit as a joke. It's shit on YouTube out there. Find it somewhere. And yeah, that's kind of pretty much how I got into it. Just first through poetry and then, you know, just getting into rap, doing little covers of popular songs and stuff like that. That's cool. So when you say like poetry, was it like on some like, uh, like on some most deaf type of thing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's really a rap or it's like, was it really like a poem type of situation? Nah, it was really like poetry, poetry, like on some metaphors and similes and all that. Like I was really writing like real poetry, but that, I don't know, it was kind of boring. In a sense, like it was fun to do, but it was boring. So I wanted to do rap. Rap was more fun, more expressive. Well, I mean, poetry is very expressive. Don't don't get me wrong, but I don't know. Rap was more expressive in in my way from where I grew up and kind of and shit like that. So I was just like, I'm just gonna try rapping. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. When you think of New York, you think automatically lyricism. Obviously, you know the birthplace of hip hop, the golden age of hip hop lyrics was like the main thing and then nowadays like if you look at at the state of hip-hop and it's kind of all about the beat and it's all about you know the the rhythm and things like that so as a as an artist nowadays being from new york but at the same time being in this new culture where like the south and the you know the beat is kind of the the thing that moves the crowd how do you find that balance between you know really being a lyricist and also making music that people just want to dance to and have a good time to uh it's it's definitely a little bit hard. It, 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 I look at it like you have to be more uh, strategic with how you approach that nowadays. Yeah. Because uh, if you just have like a, 
like a track that is just straight lyricism, like a lot of people ain't really gonna want to listen to that. Like you have the exceptions of like, you know, J. Cole and Kendrick and the other kind of people that people accept it and they appreciate that kind of music. But for the most part, like in 2021, if you come out on some lyricism shit, like niggas not really gonna be rocking with you in terms of the mainstream. And, and, and even then that's not, that's, I mean, that should be the goal as an artist. I personally don't care about being mainstream or not. I just want to be able to live comfortably off of making music. But like, I could just use that as, as an example, like Joey Badass, he's a very lyrical rapper who should, be way more successful than he currently is at this point in time. But because his lyrics just run so strong and his music, like people people just really kind of tune him out and says, cause they don't really want, they ain't really worried about that type of stuff. So it's definitely hard. You have to, I don't know, it, you have to attack it differently. Like be more melodical, make it more digestible that people could, could take in the lyrics if they want to, but also just listen to the beat if that's what they're there for. That's how I look at it. That's a that was a good ass question because we were talking about earlier how like none of us have ever heard that she's a runner, she's a track star song past that little piece because mm-hmm. now people aren't even worried about like first people weren't worried about making a complete like project, an album like you know like people were before for people to go out and buy like place their money at Best Buy or whatever and buy a complete album. Now it's not even an album. Now it's like a song that people aren't even like listening to all the way through because they're just doing the 30 second minutes for TikTok and then it's on to the next thing. So I see how that could be challenging to like see what you want to put your effort or like your most effort, I guess, into. But like you brought up Kendrick and Cole, but like Kendrick, don't sleep on their production. Like, you know, they they also make beats that you're like, ooh, wait, wait, wait. You gotta start that from the Oh no, definitely, definitely, definitely. That's facts. Crazy. So like as a creative person, I mean you being an actual musician, you play you know I mean you play instruments. So like do you ever feel like I kind of dumb it down a little bit for for the audience to to be able to digest it for uh like how do you like are you able to that way or you feel like nah I just put out what I want to put out and they just they gonna get it either way? Um I definitely do feel like certain topics I have to dumb down. Like let's say I'm talking about politics. I've talked about like trafficking in a sense, human trafficking, child trafficking in a song before. But I did it in a way to where it's still melodical, it still flows with the beat, and it's still something you can kind of zone out and not even listen to the lyrics, but still bump. Like, so if you want to tune in and listen to, hey, what, what, what's this guy fucking talking about? Like, you can you can actually get some substance, but if you choose not to, you can still, hey, and these, these melodies sound fire with this beat. I bet I could, I could rock to it. Like, it's either or. So that's kind of how I, I go about it. But you definitely, like, I don't know. For the most part, you definitely do kind of dumb it down because people, in 2021, people's attention spans are very, very short. So, I was just about to say that too. Like, yeah. You got to make something that's going to catch somebody's attention. So that hook, your hook better be the mm-hmm. catch. They're like, oh, I bet. Like I could, I could remember this and just say it over and over, and then it's lit. You know what I'm saying? There's plenty mm-hmm. of songs that's like that's out right now. That's like, why is this even on the radio? But then you hit a hook, and it's like, oh, all right, it's catchy. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. So yeah. it's usually the first thirty seconds that catch you. You know what I'm saying? Like you look at a you 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 think about it. 
a music a music exec, he's gonna listen to the first 30 seconds. If you don't know how to hit, he turned that joint off. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely feel that. And that's how a lot of these TikTok, you know, songs are trending because the first 30 seconds, the first 15 seconds is booming. You know, kids get, you know, do their little dance, you know, whatever, and keep it moving. So that's that it's crazy that the industry is moving like that. You know what I'm saying? You can't really you know, hear a great song, you know, you might have something to say like a minute and 30 in, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of people won't listen to that because they're going to listen to the first 30. So perfect example. Soldier Boy has the number one song on TikTok right now. Like, I mean, like I, the Wait, beat what? is hard, but yeah, it's like Soldier Boy has the number one song on TikTok right now. What is it? I didn't even know that. I don't I, know, but I know I look, I never even heard the full song, I but I know music. it goes like Draco <laughs> Soldier. And then you're like, oh. you know, it's like a little dance, you know what I'm saying? That, that, like, clap, clap, clap. Yeah, da, da. Yep. yeah, like he got the number one song on TikTok for that song, and it's based oh, off wow. of the first 30 seconds. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you know what though? As much as like we want to be old heads and be like, yo, this is trash and all that stuff like that. Let's be real. Like, there's always been like since the history of hip hop, there's always been dance records and there's always been records that pretty much were only there to move the crowd. Like. I could talk, I could say something about the Soldier Boy record, but it was my generation that started the whole Soldier Boy. You know, and the older people can say, yeah, like the older people can say something about it, but if you've ever heard Curtis Blow, he wasn't the most lyrical. (laughs) He's a legend, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he's a legend. So it's always those records, but I don't know. you can't TikTok, TikTok has like sprinkled crack in that like in that shit. Like now, like like we like we not even listening to the whole song. Like it's people just addicted that to dancing. <laughs> people okay. addicted to okay, doing little trends. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm telling you, it's the headline. That's what, that's what the money is. I might have to make a song real quick. Make Yo, a little dance. dance no, that's but like does that does, like as an artist does that water down the industry because you feel like it might be you know some kid that wants to get in the game but he doesn't really have an appreciation for the music he just wants to make a dance record and be famous or whatever like is that water down the industry for you i mean it does but it doesn't because like at the end of the day like i don't care but because you look at these look at the people who do this type of shit like they're not around for a while they they get their hit record they make their money that they make off their song and then that's it they're gone so it's like if you really don't have any substance you don't stick around for long so it's like it doesn't necessarily water down the industry but i don't know like it is needed in a sense like people it's just fun it's fun music like you feel me like it's just shit just for fun i feel like half these niggas who probably make these songs don't expect them to blow up but they do because someone found some fun in 30 seconds and now the song's popular, so it's just fun. I feel like that's a fact. If you're in a club, you're not trying to hear no lyrical shit. Like you're trying to really <laughs> just, you know what I'm saying? You trying to get lit, get that beat going off. It's like you know I like what I'm saying. My J yeah, Cole, like, I like my J Cole. Oh, definitely. Hey, J Cole got some club bangers. He got he got a couple. That's I'm not trying to listen to For Your Eyes Only at the club. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, of course. That's all we got. We got Born Center. We got some original shit. We got the mixtape Cole. You feel me? No, we got J. Cole. J. Cole, my favorite rapper, bro. But his only club banger is Workout. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I was just saying. That's not a club banger. That's a gym banger. That should bang over the 
But if I it come on in the club, I'm not gonna be mad. I'm not gonna be like, damn, what the fuck, niggas put J Cole on? Like, nah, I'm not gonna do none of that. That's pretty od. <laughs> I'm gonna be upset. I'm gonna be upset. The only time I've been out and like appreciated hearing like some Cole or some Kendrick, I went to a. Have any of y'all ever heard of Selection? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I went to a Selection, uh, like I guess show or whatever live, and he was like mixing, and it wasn't even it wasn't even like the song. It was he took a snippet of the the beat, the production, and like laid it over something else in transition, and I was like, oh, he he did that. He did that shit beautifully. But other than that, like, I don't want to hear a workout when I'm out. I don't. I love the song. I'm there was I'm, a DJ set. Yeah, it was a, a live DJ set. It was literally that's, that's like, wavy. So he was probably working with ass, the breakdown. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. See, it was like a big ass yeah. house party mm-hmm. type shit. But like that's wavy. Like a, that's wavy. It was dope. Yeah, yeah. He does that shit for real. Yeah. A hey, scheme. So as a manager, right? How do your how does your vision stay aligned with uh you know Emmanuel's you know when it comes to you know your everyday process and make sure that you know everything aligns properly so that y'all could you know progress and, and do put out good work. Um, definitely communication. Um, a lot of people talk about being on the same page, but if we're not reading the same book, what's the conversation about? You feel me? So. With that, even with that being said, um, my artists have creative freedom. You feel me? So they could do whatever they please. They could do whatever they want, whatever, whatever vision they suit, they see for themselves. But in the same breath, uh, we gotta go step by step. You feel me? You can't just go in there without a game plan with and without you know your ones and twos in order. So um, we start from the ground up. You feel me? We focus on the pillars: what you need, what you don't need. Um, some artists are not like others. You feel me? Some artists need more things. Some artists need um, a little less things. You feel me? Um, with the manual, it's more or less we just we 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 might have our disagreements about things, um, whether it's release dates or um, you know timing on certain things. Um, but we more more or less overcome that and whatever he's comfortable with. Because at the end of the day, he's gonna have to perform it. He's gonna have the you know, present that to the world. So whatever he's comfortable with, I'm all for it. If he likes it, I love it. Nah, that's that's real. You know, um, the manager artist relationship is, is, you know, that's got to be a best friend relationship. You know, so you know, you gotta, you're like his his right hand. You know, so I definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely, I definitely feel that. Mm-hmm, nah, mm-hmm. And this this been my brother since we was twelve. Well, we like two years apart, so he was probably like twelve. Um, I was fourteen, so. We've been rocking 12 years. You feel Word. me? Word. 12 plus, 12 plus. Dang, on the playground. I like that. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah, the relationship yeah. even better. That's genuine love right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who are some people y'all, y'all look up to growing up? Like, as far as, like, rappers, like, who's your top five as far as, like, rappers or producers? Manu, who's your... Manu's no, more, like, in the production side. Who, so you can set it off, Manu. You can set it off. I mean, I got Kanye uh, in my five, definitely. Um, Good start. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this isn't an order. I don't, I don't like doing this five conversation, bro. There's so many <laughs> artists. It's, it's, it's only right. We did top five podcasts. It's only right. Nah, I know, but then I forget, niggas. So you know what? I go back and listen to it and be like, oh, damn, I should have swapped him out for this person. Imagine <laughs> But Kanye, you can think, you can think if you want yeah. to. I'll set it off, and you could think. 
Uh, yeah, uh, I, know, I know you got somebody. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Um, I'll go with the top five artists. This is uh all time. You feel me? Of course, I have my, you know, my five year run artist. You feel me? Who's popping up? Well, but not, but all time. Uh, top one. Uh, Pop, Biggie, Pun, Cole, and Jay Z. That's my top five. Um. Not production side, production side. I'll say Kanye, of course. Oh, I love Kanye. Um, RZA, but RZA when he was Bobby Digital, um, mid two thousands when when he felt when he sold his name, he yeah. sold he, he sold RZA, and he was Bobby Digital for a couple months. Um, yeah. Bobby Digital. Um, who else? Madlib. Um, Alchemist. Um, that's tough. Um. I'm not really into beats like that. I, I'm not really into, 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 the, into the production side. I'm a you sample baby. That's with that top five, man. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah, I know. But I'm a student really. of the game. I'm a student of the game. I love this shit from the ground up. So I got I got to know, you feel me? And like I said, I'm a sample baby. I love samples, you feel me? Like, yeah, yeah. if a song got a sample, it's an automatic for me, you know? Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah I, can't, I can't give a fifth one. That's my four. Mad Lib, um, Alchemist, RZA as Bobby Digital, Kanye. I'm good on that. You know these what's crazy? Two, these were two that you didn't mention. So I'm going to have you maybe pick between the two. But if you had to choose between Pharrell and Timbaland. Hmm. Uh, Timbo. He's triple OG. Yeah. Yeah, look, yeah. Growing up in the Bronx, I'm surprised you ain't say Harry Fraud. During the French Montana run, the sample, that was crazy. Crazy. The early enough, 2010s was like... When, when, when um, when French when French filmed when French filmed um I ain't worried about nothing that's my hood that that oh block. Tremont that was that was well it was a, it was a different nah, scene that was my haven yeah he did he did he had a couple B rolls yeah. of, of Tremont in yeah, Castle yeah. Hill but he was in my hood um when well, he was in the park yeah he, he was, was in the park here. and everything oh, yeah. I, but I, I wasn't I wasn't really a fan of French you feel me I had my coke boy my coke boy's hoodie but I wasn't really a fan you feel me that was more I I thought that I thought it was gonna you know come and go. You feel me? Mm. I didn't know. I don't know. It's weird. You feel me? I didn't know that French came in with Max B, Max Bigavelli. You feel me? I didn't yeah, know that yeah. whole. That whole I was about to say that. You feel me? I, I didn't fuck, know. I fucked with Max B. Yeah, yeah. Free, free I Max thought Max B. Exactly. Max B. he was rapping with Max B. Word. Wave God. Word. Real Wave God. Facts. Mm. facts Recipes chinks. Them, them French days was crazy. Yeah. But nah, so, so what's, your, what's, your, what's your top five, man? All right, so yeah, I got Kanye, I got Big. Uh, I definitely fuck with Eminem in terms of not his content because I don't know, I can't really relate to that too much. But in terms of <laughs> just appreciating his lyricism, yeah, <laughs> just appreciate his lyricism and the way he raps it. Like overall, like that man is like a master with the vocabulary, bro. Like and. Yeah, just I gotta give it up to him for that. Uh, I want to say Drake or Wayne. I want to go with Wayne. Definitely, Wayne. Wayne was. I I, I'm 27, but through middle school, high school, bro, Wayne was on his run. Like he 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 was going crazy, bro. Like I gotta give it up to Wayne for what he did. Yeah, bro. Like yo, Wayne was like different. 
Like, and I just be randomly hearing Wayne songs, and I just be like, "Yo, like I that ass forgot about this shit." This, this shit really came out, hit, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, bro. Oh my god! Once you heard that, <laughs> hey, 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 you know what time it was? From like oh, from like a good oh five to like two thousand ten. Wayne, mm-hmm. when he got bad, yep. Yeah. Probably, probably, you could stretch it to like eleven. 12. 12. 12. 12. 12. 12. 12. 12. 12. Yeah, I was about to say 12. She was dropping those singles. Yeah. Mixtapes, too. You want to know the wild thing, Yeah, though? yeah, yeah. Drake has been on the run that's been like 10 years now. Like, mm-hmm. he's been on 11 years now. What's the best is 08, 09? Yeah. Yeah, but like, I mean, like a constant yeah. run. I, don't, I mean, like a constant. Yeah. yeah. Number one hits every year. Drake, like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen an artist go for 10 years, number one hits. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Nah, that's really unheard of. He all he mm-hmm. some MJ shit. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. Real talk, even Mike. I mean, Mike wasn't ten years straight number one. Hit him, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he had seen, a couple reps in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he had a couple. I don't even hold, even hold. You feel me? Because hold respectfully had a hold has a 22 year run. You feel yeah. me? But with it, we got to understand the the climate. Of 10, 15 years ago to yeah. 10, 15 years later. You feel yeah, me? So yeah. 10, 15 years ago, whole having a 20-year a run is the yeah. equivalent of, of, of 10 years now. You yeah, feel me? Yeah. So the kids, the kids, the kids looking at Drake do 10 years back to back to back to back. That's like so it's that that it that that's it feels like 20 years, you know, it yeah. feels like 15. Yeah. Hov also has like, some gaps too, and he had a, a little fake retirement too, like twice, twice, twice. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, those were good albums though. I, I, I fuck with it. Yeah, sure. yeah, no, great. Yeah. Play, I mean, but he did have, he did have, he did have thirteen number one albums though. So yeah, yeah. He has some. I think he has some some gems on like Kingdom Come and those albums and everything. Like mm-hmm. they weren't, but when you hold them up to the standard of like the Blueprint and you know, of course, Reasonable Doubt. Of course, people are going to listen to him and be like, nah, this is, you know, but they had, they had some gems in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Respectfully, I prefer the volume one, one volume one through three. Yeah. Better than Reasonable Doubt and Blueprint. Mm. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I know I have, I, I get a lot of stance yeah. on that, but I love the volume one through three series. Yeah. Even though that was like a, a that was like a bad boy joint venture because he was rocking with Diddy and Mace and all them, yeah, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. Man, I mean I, I oh, that's our argument, man. I don't know. Keith, what you think? What are your top I won't even say top hold albums. I just say would you prefer early hold or late hold? Uh I would have to go early based off mm. listen to more early than I do late. Wait, what about middle hove? Nobody said middle hove. Nah, I'm not rocking with Magna Carta. I'm not rocking with Magna Carta. That's like that's like that's like yeah. that's like Rizzo. I'm talking about like uh black that's what I'm album to, that's to what I'm, probably Blueprint two to like maybe Blueprint three, like in between. Talking about wait, when he started okay. wearing the button ups, right? When he <laughs> yeah, when he started, okay. you know what I'm saying? Up, button ups, fitted white, the big ass, big ass shirts with the, <laughs> the almond, the Armadale era. I honestly, I don't know. I, I love like four, four, four holes. Let me know, like all that grown man talk he was talking thirty years ago. Like living it is is just like 
it's the same thing he was speaking about back then. It's just now he's just giving so much emphasis. And when he did the joint venture, when he did the joint collab with his wife on the Carter's album, oh yeah, my God, that what? was crazy. From, yeah, that was crazy. from Friends to 713, whole Fire. album body bag, body bag. And then you had the intro, I mean, you had the outro. I think it was, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's the love song. And it has the um the Jamaican lady, the island lady talking her shit. It's like, oh my God, like that entire album. Who comes up with beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And then you and then you throw a tour on top of that. That's it's crazy. Right uh, after the on uh, the on the run tour, you feel me? Why not? You know? Nah, that's a fact. They're both of them, they're masterminds, like for real. Like they mm-hmm. they deliver and like their delivery, the way that they go about every like they they have that down packed, even though. I feel like J. Cole is who put them on to the whole just like dropping the album thing, like no press, no. Oh, um, yeah, I believe, that. Before. I believe that. J. Cole pretty much did that shit first and then they picked it up. Come and on, yeah. And, like, made I, I didn't it know better, that. I just, I just learned something. I didn't cool. even think yeah. about that. I, I believe that. I, I believe that. I think who did it first, but yeah. I never, I never knew that. Yeah. J. Cole definitely did that shit first, but nah, mm-hmm. they, them together and separately, like, just hats off to them. Nah, Still. we're. Mm-hmm. So we talk about the old stuff, you know what I mean? What's up with this boom bat, man? What these kids on nowadays, man? Y'all rocking with it? Man, you talk your shit. You know, you know what the you know what the young ones like. I'm catching. <laughs> I'm keeping up with you. I'm keeping up with you. <laughs> what you mean, bro? What you mean? Let me know what you're talking about. Like, like the new, the, the new wave. Yeah, yeah what, y'all what, like what? NBA young boy. You that know, what push, I mean? like, push, shysty. Yeah, Pusha. Oh, okay, Pusha. No, no, I definitely do though, cause for one, nigga, I'm a big fan of the Chicago drill when when Chief Keef and all these niggas mm-hmm. come out, bro. And this is just the next. Yes, bro. A fucking little baby, little when Herb was going by, little Herb. No, old, old little Dirk. Like, Dirk bro. was going crazy. Yeah, King Louis. Wait, that was bro. Waves, little Dirk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Montana 300, like yeah. all these niggas, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I was fucking with that whole Chicago wave. So, this Riddle is like Santana. the next wave of that. Right? Yeah, rest in peace. Facts. Oh, my God, man. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yo, you that know what? I, I, but, nah, yeah. I, I definitely. Wait, wait, wait. Nah, nah, you good. Wait, you got it. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, nah, I definitely fuck with, like, Pooh Shice be a young boy. Uh, Dirk's wave now because Dirk wave the Dirk's run that he's on now is crazy. I'm Definitely. not gonna lie, like, it's like it's, old music, his run than I do the new music though. Like, nah, I, I do too, don't get me wrong, but the run he's on now yeah, is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, compared to any other point in his career, he's like really on fire right yeah. now. After that, Drake, shit, like, he, he's one of them niggas who actually took. Advantage of the Drake, the Drake stimulus, feature, like yeah, they give him the stimulus, yeah. and he actually, yeah, he actually runs with it. Like he's he's on fire right him now. And so I have to respect, like yeah. what he's on right now. Hey, mm-hmm. nice. definitely. Oh, he let little baby. Y'all know, uh, Young Blue. Yeah, uh, hell yeah, Blue Van. Yeah, young blue. yeah it's crazy. Nah. He he got mm-hmm. the last DMX feature. Oh, that's crazy. Supposedly, supposedly, supposedly. supposedly. You know I hate when niggas do that shit. That shit was so <laughs> distasteful for me. You feel me? That was so that was that was so young. That was such a young nigga move. You feel me? Like we don't care, bro. You feel me? Like it's okay, like you, have, you can let us know three months from now. You feel me? Like nah. or surprises like, or surprises with the song. You can let us yeah. know when we see it. You feel me? Like you ain't had to let us know when people's like not 
People don't even morning, care, bro. You know? Most people don't even know who you are to even care that you have. They get if you tell them, oh, um, I got a feature with DMX. They're gonna look for the DMX portion. You feel me? Because they probably know him more than they know you. You feel me? But that was just a little distasteful. But whether it's true or not, you feel me? Let's see. You know, that's something. If anything, uh, I think Nori got the last interview. Yeah, back in February. Yeah, yeah. See, that was a good part. That's something uh, I feel like the game would have did. The game be doing stuff like that. Like he be. Yo, that nigga is so head assy. He oh, in the stars. He... I saw it in the stars. I saw it in the stars. Yo, he wanted the me. Bad things. Like the game's like fifty, yo. Like, yo, he's like forty-two he's or gross. something like that. Like, yeah. right? Like, like he twenty. Yeah, it's crazy. I know we were just talking about like the new wave of like rap artists and whatnot, and like even before quarantine, I. I think like going out is what put me on to like a bunch of the songs. Like I would go out and be like, damn, like this song crank, like, and kind of like mm-hmm. Shazam it or whatever. And now that I'm not out, I feel so out of the loop of like, you know, the like hype songs to be listening to. And it's hard to like, cause I'm not listening. If I'm, if I'm keeping it a buck, I'm not listening to an album of Lil Durk. I'm not listening to a whole Lil Durk album. I want to know which ones is the songs that like, is going to hit every mm-hmm. time I hear it. And those are the ones that I want to put on my playlist, you know? So like mm-hmm. now that I haven't been out in a year, I'm like, no, when I have stepped out, I'm like, what? This is what y'all are listening to now? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like an old lady. I'm Y'all might not. No, 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 no. I'm 100% with you. <laughs> I'm a thousand percent behind because I legit don't know. Like I listen to R&B more than anything else. Facts. Significantly more. So it's just like, if I go out, Nine times out of ten, I wasn't really familiar, but I'll Shazam it next time I go out, whatever. I at least know the song. I probably listen to the album at least, because that what was turning me on to like, all right, this is what everybody else is listening to. Now I just, if I don't know who the person is, it's most likely I haven't heard it yet. Facts, and but like R and B, I'm there. R and B, jazz, you know, like instrumental, I'm there. I'm up, but rap, I'm like, mm, I'm still listening hmm. to like old Lucci and like. Old little baby, you know. I like Lucci cool though. Lucci cool. I love old little baby. Not yeah. little baby. <laughs> pre pre Drake stimulus, little baby. Yeah, he was definitely word, cool. Word. He was definitely before cool. the wan wan wan. Were Mike? What you been listening to? I know you know. what I'm saying. I know you. You know you don't really listen to rap. So Luther. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know it's crazy because like hip hop is the weird. It's it's the strangest genre because. Like, this is the first time we're saying it, like, there's a contemporary hip-hop, where you have, like, people who are, like, 50-year-olds and 60-year-olds that came up on hip-hop, but it's not really the same hip-hop that they listen to now. So, like, I grew up, my mom used to play, like, it's down, and the DMV is, like, Magic 102.3, which is, like, a contemporary music. So when we're growing up, that's, like, Luther and stuff like that. But I turn it on now, and they're playing Biggie and Tupac on those same stations, so it's kind of wild, but... I mean, for me, I, I try to listen a little bit of everything. Um, the new stuff, I try to I try to get into it. I do like like some of the Memphis rappers and the Memphis style out right now. Like a lot of them out there, I feel like that's a that's a style that in a in a sound that I can get used to. I can bang, you know. I listen to it when I work out, whatever, play in the, in the weight room, all that stuff like that. But um, like a lot of the singing and, and you know things like that, like Young Boy. I respect it, but it's just, I feel like it's not for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not my it's not my style, you know what I mean? But I respect it, man. You know, and I always want to see hip hop win and, and all the different facets that it's in and everything like that. But 
it's got so many different avenues and so many different lanes that it doesn't have to be for everybody now. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just like our people. Like, we're not all one, you know, one thing. So I think it's, it's, it's beautiful. I might not listen to it all. I might not like it all. It might not all be for me. But it's beautiful that it, it, it can go in so many different directions. I don't know. There was this uh, tweet. It was like rappers not putting any of the R and B artists on the hook no more, and I hate them for us because they singing it themselves. I was yeah, like, that's what I they singing it, yeah. you know. But I mean, it's 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 a different lane, you know. It's it's, it's an avenue that wasn't really dove into before. You know, obviously, Ja Rule and them did it in the early two thousands and stuff like that. But I mean, this new wave is taking it into a different different way. So, you know, it's cool. It's it's like I said, it's ain't for me, but everything ain't for me. I let them have it. Let the young boys have their fun. I don't know. Besides, the, besides, like, The weekend, Miguel, Chris Brown, Trey Songs, all the others, you don't really see no R&B singers on hooks like that. Oh, really. I thought she was going to say something. Oh, look, she was ready. Look, she, <laughs> she was ready. some wild shit. I was just so Damn. ready to agree with you. <laughs> so, like, oh, like good. Y'all, y'all, like, y'all being from the birthplace of hip-hop, y'all students of the game, obviously, Break down, I guess, do y'all see a difference between hip-hop and rap? And break down, I guess, what y'all see as the difference, or do you feel like it's kind of one and the same? What do y'all think? When you hear the difference between hip-hop music and rap, what do y'all think? When I hear rap, I think of rap as most most people who are fans of hip-hop appreciate hip-hop. Like the the golden era of hip-hop, you know, the actual rapping. Yeah. When I think hip hop, there's so many subgenres to hip hop. You got uh fucking trap hip hop, like you got fucking uh the melodical like emo rap. You got rock rap, like it, it's so many subgenres to hip hop that like when I think of hip hop, I just think of I don't know whatever the fuck. Like it, it, it's gonna be some rapping, it might be some singing. I know there's definitely gonna be some some some. Some drum kicks and you know some some claps and shit like that, but I don't know what to expect. If I hear rap, I'm I'm a, I, I'm thinking lyricism. I'm thinking shit to make you think. Like that that's what I that's how I look at it. Um, for me, I take I bring it back to the origin. Um, if we remember where hip hop was created and how it was created, it was it was fun. You feel yeah. me? So we had hip hop before we had a rap, you feel yeah. me? So we had fun before we had um, bars and lyricism, you feel me? So when I hear hip hop, I, um, I, it, it gives me the, um, the, the TikTok feel of people just having fun, bringing it back to what Manuel said, the, the fun side of the yeah. music. Um, when, I hear, when I hear rap, it's more or less, you know, barsy. Um, it has a, a, you know, whether it's, um, Two two verses, three choruses, um, no chorus, and it goes straight to the bars, and then it, it, it there's a bridge to um a, a light sample, and then there's an outro. That that that's that's rap to me. You feel me? It has a it has a a, a, a intro, a middle, and an outro. You feel me? In 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 the context. Okay, that makes sense. Makes sense. That's probably the best I've heard broken down. It's almost like rap is a is a subgenre of hip hop, one of the many subgenres. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, man. I can't think of another genre like that. Dude, wait, yeah, something. Yeah, we talked about a lot of legends, you know. Um, Emmanuel, where you where you lining yourself up amongst amongst those legends, you know, and about 
you know, five to ten years, you know, when when uh, we're a little older and we could look at your catalog, catalog a little deeper, where, where are you lining up at? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Five to ten years. Shit. That nigga said, shit, I'm trying to make it to tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but, in um, the rap game, soup, man. Every day is, every day is like a year. Like, yeah. Game of bro anxiety. Straight anxiety right now. My bad, cuz. I ain't even scared. Yeah. I was like, I was like damn, dude, that's like a deep question. Years, that's not like 10 years of fighting for my fucking life, bro. I'm just saying what a vision is, game, that's all. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> like in terms of uh, where I see myself, uh, I, I do a lot of the melody rap. So I don't know. I'm just trying to cement my own ground there, but kind of bring more lyricism to that genre to make because that's a, that's like a real reason why a lot of people don't really uh, give it a chance because it, they just write it off as mumble rap type shit. But you got like people here and there like a boogie that kind of really you know, makes it something different. I'm trying to, like, fit into that lane, bro. And then, I don't know, bro. Possibly, hopefully, hopefully, I put it out there in the universe that I, I'll definitely be big in that lane. But uh, you, you, like, you never like know the, with music. Like the hey, A-boogie type lane? like not, not necessarily trying to, like, Compare myself to him, but you know that kind of melodical rap. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. There's so a lot of people. He, to, he definitely got. A, I mean, well, Drake was obviously like you know one of the first people yeah. to do it. But like as far as like, putting his own spin on it, a boogie was definitely like one of the mm -hmm. first to like do that. You know what I'm saying? Because there's definitely a lot of people trying to put their sound like him type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, like voice. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to throw any names out there and nothing like that, but you know, it's neither. I'll throw them out there. No TJ. Oh, no, anyway. TJ. Man, you know what I'm saying? Like the TJ's cool, you know what I'm saying? But like hey, bro, in the same in the same breath, you could say hey Boogie got his shit from speaker knockers. Speaker knockers, factory. Yeah. Like it, it's music, bro. Everything gets recycled and changed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but mm -hmm. you're you gonna still hear somebody and somebody else. Yo, do you yeah. remember at one point people was trying to say a boogie sound like Dage Loaf? Y'all remember that? Oh my god! No, no. <laughs> I was like, what? yo, yo, like, that's crazy. That was so long ago. That I don't like know if anybody time. heard that or if you just put that in the universe. Yeah, bro, I swear to God, it was like Look, we gonna we gonna edit that out just in case artists. Yeah, no, we <laughs> you had that on your mind for a minute. Oh, this is my man. Nah, nah, we gonna edit that. <laughs> Made up a whole controversy. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Somebody trying to figure out what's the timestamp on that. Uh, <laughs> Eight room TV. I'm gonna find the evidence. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what y'all got planned, man? What upcoming projects? Yo, my favorite track is uh Hundred Thieves. I ain't even gonna lie, that joint go crazy. Nah, I, I like the enemies. I think that's what it's called. Enemy? Enemy, that was hard. That was hard. Nah, 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 that's my favorite shit too. That was hard. But I also fuck with I also fuck with Hundred Thieves, but oh uh, yeah, I got like I'm working on a project now. I'm still probably going to drop like some singles type shit but I I'm working on the project now I'm trying to find like the real inspiration to really give it that like big push in terms of like getting work done but uh yeah no nah, it really does <laughs> but uh yeah I'm working on the project now just trying to drop it probably produce your own music as well uh I do not currently I have like uh my music teacher who taught me how to play 
guitar that for my project i want to try to get him like like i want to get some like live production done mm -hmm. but for the most part like i go with beats people send me like producers or like just youtube and shit like that is there anybody like you want to work with like in the city or just like anybody in general like the near future or in the future producer jams yeah, oh yeah, producer jams. I fuck with producer jams. Yeah, I'll be I'll be watching that nigga all the time on Instagram. When he be in the studio, that nigga stay working. Uh, that boy from the city. Wow. Yeah, facts. Uh, or uh, I, I fuck with Pierre. I, I think Pierre's a really good producer. I would definitely Just love to have on his beats. Yeah, OD, bro. And uh, I'm trying to think who else. I don't know. Uh, what's homie's name? Fuck, I can't remember this nigga's name right now. White dude. Uh, Murder beats? No, 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 nah. Is he a rapper? No, nah, he's not a rapper. He's a producer. He, fuck, he like produced for Six Nine and shit on his first Feet. album. Fuck that nigga. Hey yo, we yeah, don't yeah, talk yeah. about Six Nine. <laughs> uh, nah, 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 nah. I know. I was just bringing it up because, like, that was back when niggas was kind of rocking with him. So he he had like he was in snitch before he snitched. Yeah, that was before wow. snitching. Oh, I think I'm I, I with him even, even then. He's a weirdo, certified weirdo. I, I think I know a producer. I think it's a lame man. I think it's a lame man. I seen him in a uh, he was in a doc, right? On that on hmm. that Hulu. I think so, yeah. I was trying to steal the marketing aspect from it. Whatever, nigga. Nah, we remember that. Dude, that, that was the I put you on segment. Nah, that was the guy that man his platform, yo. Yeah, like you. He was just checking the analytics. He was just checking the analytics. <laughs> DJ <laughs> Academics <laughs> over here. <laughs> Let him check the logistics. Let him check the logistics. He, he's, he's, he's on his manager tip, man. He's... he's yeah. Like, you feel he's good at what he does. You gotta work the system. It's chestnut checkers. You exactly. feel me? It's chestnut yeah, Look, you know, y'all really know how to homework. play chess. I love chess, chess more than checkers. Nah, chess go hard for real. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a that's a that's a real thinkers game. You know, I love shit that make me think. That's why I love. That's why I love chess. Yeah. Hey, what's in your cup right now? What you sipping on, man? Everybody been sipping some weird shit. Yeah, I got I got the nice little Bud Light. Uh, my son in the West Coast. Big ass Bud Light. You drinking some green shit? What are you drinking, Keith? Uh, I got multiple things. Uh, Dashiki yeah. juice. He's thinking concrete, man. He's TB was drinking hot. fucking chocolate milk over there earlier. Don't think you know, I, I it's crazy. I didn't think nobody peed. I, nobody said, no, I was it was some it was some protein milk. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was, I was gonna there. say, bro, it's no way you over there drinking it's a protein. Actually, I drink Nesquik, not Yoohoo. No. Yoohoo is chocolate drink. Word. Word. Chocolate water. Chocolate, chocolate drink. I've never heard. That's wild. Yeah. Now, on some yeah. real shit, I've been on a, a little hiatus from my playlist page and like just making playlists in general because I've been listening to new music and old music and trying to figure out what I want to put together and how to like go on branding. But I'm a I'm gonna continue listening to your stuff and seeing where I can fit it in. So hopefully that'll give you some streams as well. I put my uh, playlist on Apple Music and Spotify. So. Okay. Oh, baby, I appreciate that. Yeah, I definitely Thank appreciate you. that.
Of course, of course. Um, but I guess we can wrap up the show. Of course, at the end of each of our shows, we do our put you on segment. That's where we put our listeners on to anything from like a bomb ass restaurant, hopefully black owned restaurant that you've gone to, uh, maybe a book, a song, um, a movie, whatever, literally whatever you want to put some listeners onto. Um, I'm a think for a second. So whoever has theirs on their mind, go ahead and take the mic because it ain't me. Keish, you got to put you on this week? Yo, that's what I was thinking about this whole time. I was like, dang, I don't even have one. Where'd you get the poncho from? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, For those listening, this man Keish has a full-on poncho. It looks it's like a, a Bill Cosby sweater. Yo, yeah. I was hot, and I was just like, yo. So that's what you went to, a poncho? Yeah, I'm just like, fuck wearing a shirt, honestly. I'm at this home. guy. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. So Duke, Duke, I know Duke got one. Shit. Yeah. So, uh, so one of one of my 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 man Jerron Anis, uh, they call him Boots. He is uh, he fights at 147. He's from Philly. Um, he's he's about to be a world champion. So he's uh, he's a waterweight division. Uh, so yeah, the boy's 20 24 years old. Just fought this weekend in Connecticut on Showtime. So you know, uh, congratulations to my homie. You know, what I mean, representing two one five. Uh, doing very big things, so uh, Jerron in his Jerron boots in his. Make sure y'all, you know, y'all, y'all uh, recognize him and and definitely tap into what he got going on. The young boy going to do great things. Good one. Um, so I know that on Twitter, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what y'all's algorithm looks like, but on Social my media Twitter, um, okay, Shade Room TV, get off me. Um, oh shit. There was there was this picture of like these Patron margarita flights like going around and nobody could figure out. I hate when people like post bomb ass food or a bomb ass drink and don't put where they got it from. But I figured out where it was and it's in Baltimore. It's this spot called uh, Chil- Chilangos Fells Point. C-I-L-A-N-G. Can I finish, nigga? Damn. Oh, nah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh I, pulled, I pulled a you on you. I pulled a you on you, my bad. I don't like a taste of my own medicine. Chill out on me, okay? So, again, it's called Chilangos Fells Point, and it's in Baltimore. It's like a Mexican spot, but they have those. Um, I haven't been yet. I plan on going once I'm back in town, but they have those Patron Margarita flights. Call ahead of time and make it and make a reservation. Trust me. Um, make sure that they're serving them. Make sure that they still have bottles available. Speaking from experience, yes, because people oh, will steal the Patron bottles. So call ahead of time. Make sure that y'all set reservation with Chilangos and Fells Point. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm one of those people that like if I'm at a yes, cool spot, I ain't gonna. Nah. No, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't that. Nah. That's OD. That's OD. But you like, let me tell Moses on you. Uh, oh no, nah, that's my that's my son. I fuck with Moses. But nah, if I go to a spot and it's a nice spot, nine times out of ten, like well not nine times out of ten, but I might not tag it. Like you don't want everybody in the spot. Like bro, you know, you, oh, you you're some, one of those people. No, look, look, look. You you're need some low key spots. Like I hate people. Let's say, oh, let's say, so what let's if somebody asks you? So what if worst. somebody asks you, you're gonna be like, Don't worry about it? What you gonna I say? Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> I might not reply, but the thing is though, like you you need to have your low key spots. Like let's say you want to go on a date. You're not gonna go to a spot that you know everybody be at. Now nah, you're gonna go to a nice spot Why that you, you know nobody know girl? about. 
You're not proud of your no. girl? You no, but like that's like, you don't want to be in it. No, you don't want to. You're a she go. No, that's not the point. Look, this how women think. You see, this how women think. This how women think. What's the problem? You don't let them talk. If you let me, woman, if you let me talk. Woman, thank you. The whole thing is, right, I'm about to get canceled. The whole thing is, you don't want to be in a mixy spot that could, like, kill your vibe. Like, you want to be on some, Kill your vibe or get you caught up? Woman, having having a mindset like that, a man gonna think you crazy. So I'm just you asking clarifying questions. I'm just no, asking that's, clarifying all right, questions. All right. No. That's all I'm doing. No, that's look like you getting a little flustered over there. Look, my the man, problem? my man, scheme one. He, he about to, he about, he, he he got my back. Go ahead. Thank you. Nah, nah, nah. I'm a vouch for bro. I'm a vouch for bro. Um, because I'm good for putting the wrong location. Like I could be in the I could be in the prem in the area, but I'll yeah. put something three blocks away. Tag the area, area. like Chelsea like Piers, or like you know what I'm saying. Like you feel me? That you you might you might think it's this restaurant, but it's actually that one. But I'm actually lying. It's really this one. You feel me? But you know what I used to do when I when I used to live in the city, right? I didn't used to go to like Magic Johnson Theater or like you know what I'm saying. I used to go downtown on the west side or the lower east side to like a movie theater. That I know nobody I know is going to be there. You know what I'm saying? That's the vibes. Like, why would I want to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, so, Jovi, you telling me, so you telling me you want to go to the spot where everybody's at? No, you're not going to ATB, you don't got to explain yourself to Thank Jovi. you. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? You've already I'm, been I'm, explaining I'm helping, yourself to the look, past five minutes. I'm, I'm helping you <laughs> just in case, I'm helping you just in case your man take you to somewhere so crazy, that's included, bro. so you won't have to ask so him, crazy, oh, why are you taking me here? So like, we good over here, <laughs> my nigga. We good over here. Go crazy. Hey, hey, look, look, if I put you on, well, it's not really... Y'all might know about it. It's a show called The Shy. I just really got put on to it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm up to yeah. season three. Yeah, yeah. The first two seasons was cool. I'm not too sure about the third. You know what I'm saying? But the first two was lit for sure. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's my push one. You're a few years late, but that's a- I know. Isn't a new season out or something like that? It's about to come out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The the Lena, what's her name? Lena White. Uh, isn't she like one of the producers of the show? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel like when show first came out, I feel like everybody was like rooting for her and like, you know, she one was, and two was good. Season yeah. three was like, yeah, season three is like they because they, yeah, they 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 kicked a couple it. characters they off. So it's like yeah, yeah. the storyline kind of got switched. Good, yeah. yeah, they the storyline yeah. kind of got switched up. And it's like, hold on, y'all didn't even we didn't even get closure on the second season. Like, what's up? Like, we didn't forget about that. Holes. Like, I didn't even mm-hmm, it's a lot of plot holes. Exactly. So Nah, that's that Snowfall yeah, still fire though. Snowfall. Still fire. Still fire. <laughs> New episode today, that's that, actually. That's that, yeah, that's that 80s vibes. You yeah. feel me? That's that nostalgia. Mm-hmm. That shit is straight nostalgia. And um, rest in peace, uh uh John Singleton. Um yeah. the yeah. dude, he 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 exactly produced it the first two seasons before he passed. Right, and he had a little he had a little cameo because I don't know, it's a little fun fact. John Singleton created the, those 90s West Coast movies, Boys, Boys in the Hood, Hood mm-hmm. all those yeah. nostalgic PTSD right. movies. He created that. Not PTSD um, nah, they movies. Are definitely PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he created Man. that. And um, on his come up, he, 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 he was one of the kids on the block that used to come around with a camera, out of that film and everything, his early years. And he, he had a little West Coast, Oh, right? wait, hold on. Are you talking about the scene? 
Yep. That's Lee, it. When they was recording yeah. in the projects, it's like, what you recording? That's, that's his Easter away. egg. Yeah, that's his Easter Damn. egg. Yeah, rest in peace. So that's, that, that's John. Yeah. That's like, that's um, with, uh, what's the dude name that made Marvel? Like how he's in every Marvel Stan, movie. Stan, Stan Lee. Lee. He's in every Marvel movie. That's tough, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. Yo, so this is this is crazy. Like speaking about that that whole kind of guerrilla style shooting and everything. This is like a few years ago. But did y'all used to watch that show that was on? Uh, it was it started yeah. on YouTube and then it got moved to title. It was from New York. Um, man, what, what money and violence? Is y'all, is y'all, oh, when it used to be on YouTube. Yo, it was on YouTube. let me tell you something. Yeah. If if nobody's ever seen, yeah, exactly. If nobody's ever seen money and violence, right? I hope I hope that it's still on YouTube. If not, it might still be. Mm-hmm. Look up Money and Violence. Watch the series. I think it was only maybe like two seasons, something like that. But it was amazing. Yo, mm-hmm. it was straight, straight raw. It's a hood classic. Style. <laughs> it, it, it was like it was more than like the writing was amazing, yo. Like I remember like just being me and my boys used to like rush home to, to they released the new or whatever when they got moved the title and they fixed the production and it started being a big thing it was a whole nut yo so it's kind mm-hmm. of showing the bluff but new york are you saying mm-hmm. money and violence money and violence it's a, TV, it's, it's, it's a series it was like a web series started out on youtube got picked up by title and it was all independently funded it was every it was like shot on looked like it might have been shot on the cell phone for real but the cool storyline was like it was cool yeah the storyline was so good that you wouldn't need to you get it and you don't even care. It feels like you're there. Uh-huh. It doesn't even feel like uh-huh. a show. I gotta tap in. I gotta watch the old stuff then. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I mean, it's, it's I don't think they they came out with any new stuff. Um, you know, they, they they didn't come out with anything new, but the series from start to finish, money and violence, man. If y'all haven't checked it out yet, check it out. Cool deal. Hey, right, I, I thought of one. Uh you know, I like doing the business stuff, so you know, the Coinbase IPOs today, I don't know how many of y'all do cryptos, but one of the platforms you can trade on went public today. And yeah. two of the people we like to talk about is Kevin Durant and Nas, who invested in the company well before it went public. Word. And they... Nas about to get 100 mil. <laughs> Basically. And KD is... I don't, I don't like the pocket watch, but yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you're just yeah, proud okay. to see, like, you know... Oh yeah. We were talking about Jay Z earlier. It's like one of my favorite parts of, I guess we could say, the newer Jay Z is we get to see him in that mogul stage and make Mm -hmm. business moves. And you know, people talk about being like rich forever and so on and so forth. And it it acquired it requires you to make moves like this, investment Mm -hmm. and property and ownership. So that's one thing I'm happy to see, and I'm happy that rappers, basketball players, the same people who get stigmatized negatively all the time making the right moves and you know mm-hmm. just give them their flowers right now is that the same? and uh my other one is serena williams who locked in her deal with amazon studios uh for her goat for what exactly oh they're doing a documentary and she sold it to uh amazon studios really yeah ain't kanye just do the same thing with netflix yeah, yeah for 30 now. That. yeah the numbers tell your out own for story serena before apparently. they tell your story for you Facts. For, facts. for it to be on Lifetime or some shit. Facts. And it's some rundown, <laughs> not even true shit. Oh, Lifetime. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. You got the worst TLC. <laughs> TLC. Any, any <laughs> channel after 35, from 35 to 40, is Dead Zone. <laughs> VH1. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. That's, no, that's, that's no crazy. That's that's beautiful, though. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's a great question. We got any more? I think you're frozen again. 
Who do? Who's frozen? Oh, uh, I got, I got one. Moving. My bad. I got Go one. I got all one. Right. Um, right. to put people on, right? Nobody really knows me or Manuel. You feel me? Outside of our camp, so I, I just want to, you know, thank the listeners, whether you're tuning in now or later. Um, if y'all could check out the Team Wavy website, TeamWavy.com. Um, it's not black owned per se. It is minority owned because we all in the same boat. Um, <laughs> so. Um, <clears throat> TeamWavy.com, T-E-A-M-W-A-V-E-E-Y.com. Y'all can check us out. A uh, whole slew of things from video games to um, music, uh, podcasting, whatever the case may be. We have a whole slew of things up there. A um, whole bunch of artists. We have Manuals, Fetty, Schmoove, and cloud 9 J. So we have a wide variety of things uh, for different, you know, for different people, whatever floats your boat. Y'all can check that, that out. Thank y'all very much. It's tough. No, dope, dope, dope. Sure. For sure. Well, anybody else got one before we close out the show for real, for real? The manual, he got, he got, got? on. Where, put me on. Uh, When's the album dropping? Well, <laughs> probably late this year. But now nah, I got a song. Uh, well, I got two things. A song and something about investing. But, uh, so, song, yeah. Do any of y'all know who Masego is? Oh yeah, yeah. That's my dog. That's my dog. All right. Well, then they might not necessarily be putting any. Just because we know our listeners might not. No, 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 no. I'm still gonna say it though for the listeners. Oh, so there's a song, uh, "Lavish Lullaby." He has on his project, "Lady Lady," I believe. It is a very good song, specifically timestamp 141. That to, through the rest of the song is just like my favorite, one of my favorite things in fucking music, bro. So uh, that that track. And then in terms of investing, uh, I don't know if any of you are into crypto, but uh, cryptocurrency kind of went crazy this past week, a uh, few days. And uh one of the few cryptos I have that I, I would suggest to invest in is Dogecoin and XRP. Dogecoin is like uh, 13 cents last time I checked, and XRP is like a dollar and seventy eight. You know, it's just just two things. I did see Dogecoin. Uh, people talking about that on Twitter. Yeah, I've been tapped in for you. Right I'm looking. I'm looking yeah. for those. Those been around the wave now. Yeah, Duke, you put me on. What's up? ADA. <laughs> a lot of people just hopped on that recently. That's doing well. It's going up. Uh, one of the uh, one of the episodes we did with uh, Reginald, we talked about. Uh, he brought up his like top five like business people. One of the, uh, we didn't get a chance to go to mine, but mine was uh, Robert Smith. Like I actually got a chance to meet him. He was the billionaire who went to Morehouse and paid off everybody's uh, uh, tuition. Mm. And one of the biggest things that he told to me was uh, every you know like back in the day, everybody's you know. They were looking for gold, you know, that was the rush. Right now in technology, this is our modern day rush. And that is up to you to do your research, just to follow. I mean, if you choose not to invest, but it is up to you truly to just be aware of what's going on because mm-hmm. you can find a niche and you can f- apply technology to it, you can become a billionaire. And that's one of the ways that he became a million, uh, billionaire, apologies following the trends and I mean crypto is one of these trends and platforms mm-hmm. that you could trade them on is a trend as well so I definitely learned that from reading a Which lot is, of Ted Turner I, I know about Ted Turner I hope um yeah. Ted Turner 
old dude from CBS. He he owns CBS and the whole um, network and all that. Yeah, yeah, he owns a whole slew of things. But yeah, that I, I was reading a couple of his books on how he like changed, you know, not necessarily manipulated the market per se, but he he used the tools around him to get what he wanted. Mm, it's important. This was a dope, dope, dope episode. Thank you for joining us, guys. Um, to our listeners, you have been listening to another episode of Top Five Pod. Make sure you use that hashtag. Ha- blah, blah, blah. Make sure you use that hashtag on Twitter. It's hashtag Top the Number Five I V E Pod. Let us know who else you want to listen to in the weeks to come, and we will see y'all next week, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tapping in. <laughs>